0: Welcome back to the Sports Drive here on ESPN Pensacola, thirteen thirty AM, ninety nine one FM. I am joined by Brent Beard. Well, a, a busy weekend, Brent. But but first, I got to ask, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, it was good. Got a chance to uh, spend it with my youngest uh, daughter and son-in-law. Um, so we had a we had a good time and in, and enjoyed that. And then got back and had a uh, tremendous. Saturday of uh, rivalry week so uh, uh, all in all it, it, it was good
0: well that, that that is very good to hear and part of the rivalry week I mean there, there's so many good games Lane Lane Kiffin and the whole uh, conversation with the reporter and then the back and forth between them I mean it, it it's so interesting with the way that things are now with social media and all that I mean people can have sources and who they trust and that source may be completely in inde- and dead wrong Uh, And and they could also be making things up as well. And whether this reporter was or was not, I don't know. But Lane Kiffin is staying at Ole Miss and not going to Auburn. That that was uh, something that had taken up. I don't know if it had distracted him necessarily from game planning. There was some circulation on social media about that. He spent too much time on that rather than uh, worrying about trying to beat Mississippi State. But it's been announced that Hugh Freeze is going to be the guy at Auburn. Do you think this is the right decision? It seemed like... Plan A was Kiffin. Plan B was Hugh Freeze. Is that sound about right?
1: Yep. Yeah, I believe that's what happened. And there were a lot of uh, uh, the Auburn beat writers talking about uh, that uh, there were pushback from fans. And, I mean, it, re- it really looked like last night and during the day that that deal was not going to happen. So, what that. Basically tells me is that there was a lot of rhetoric about um, John Cohen, the AD, making the decision. Um, I think what we saw there is is what always happens at Auburn: the big many boosters made the decisions. What happened uh, because they basically ignored what, the the concerns of these other folks. So sure, um, uh, but, but but that uh, that is just. Um, uh been announced and, and frankly if they had if they had not gone with freeze uh not real sure what they would have done
0: uh, yeah I, I i wonder what 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 would have come next and and along with that as you you, you kind of referenced it there there has been a little bit of baggage with you freeze going back to his time at Ole Miss, and is there he as far as the football is concerned he's a good football coach i mean obviously what he's done at liberty and being able to get them to where to where they have been recently he is a good football coach of course That may come with some other things, um, as it seemed to be with Ole Miss. Is there there any concern going forward that this is something that could come up again? Or are are people pretty convinced, I guess the boosters, that Hugh Freeze is the man for the job and they shouldn't be worried about anything else off the field that may um, draw a a little bit of a side eye from from the NCAA or or whomever?
1: Uh, Look, I think the reality is uh, when – you're dealing with Hugh Freeze. You just don't know uh, what yeah. might come up again. So that is the. Uh, um, uh, I mean, that's that's the risk uh, that you've got. Um, so uh, that, that I mean, look, he did a good job at Liberty. He did. He did. He did a pretty good job at uh, Ole Miss. Uh, but the reality is, uh, they all. The -the off-the-field stuff is always a concern.
0: Speaking with Brent Beard of First Coast News and co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast, uh, LSU upset by A&M. And I know Jayden Daniels had gone down, but overall just A&M seemed alive for this game more more than any other game outside the Alabama game that I can think of this year. Um, Going forward, with, with with this win, is there anything that Jimbo can maybe hang on to? I mean, there are guys at A&M who have already entered the portal. It's like they came in and got their money and they got the heck out of there after the bad season that, that they had. But what do you make of, of that win? I mean, they scored 38 points. They were able to finally do something, but it may even be a little bit too late for Jimbo to keep some of his players.
1: If you're 5-7, and seven, there is a chance that with the if their APR is good – that you could do something about a, um, uh, even a bowl game. But they really came together in this game, and they focused. That's the thing about these rivalry games is teams sometimes get focused and motivated for the the few times of the year, uh, and that's what happened. Connor Wiegman, uh, the quarterback, freshman, 12 of 18, 155, the guy who made the real difference, was Devon A-Chain, who gained 215 yards. That That's amazing. Uh, frankly, mm-hmm. third in the SEC with 1,102. Moose Muhammad gained nearly 100 yards. Uh, so the guys they, they needed made a difference. But their defensive lineman, Elijah Judy, is transferring. Ish Harris, linebacker, L.J. Johnson, running back. <laughs> Those are all guys who are yeah. in the transfer Portal at
0: this point. Yeah, and that's the time of the year that we're getting into now is where coaches are getting hired and, and players are announcing transfers and all that other stuff. Again, speaking with Brent Beard, a first Coast News and Coast of the SEC and helping podcast, Michigan destroys Ohio State. I mean, that game really, I mean, it was back and forth, but J.J. McCarthy was the difference in that one. Is this loss anything that could potentially keep Ohio State out given the, and I think right now the top four is probably solid Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, the way Caleb Williams has looked, and them getting the win over Notre Dame, and then Ohio State and Alabama are on the outside looking in. But but do you think Alabama actually jumps Ohio State in tomorrow's rankings based on how Ohio State looked in that loss? I think that's what
1: we don't know. Uh, that That's what makes the, uh, 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 the tomorrow night interesting is the possibility of that happening now Ohio State only got beat, but they got beat um, convincingly. Yeah. Um, so because of that, uh, I think there's always a chance uh, that they could move them uh, down. I don't know if it would be uh, um, uh, below Alabama or not, but you could certainly have, if you have a Southern tail upset and a uh, TCU upset, uh, a coin flip, almost between Alabama and Ohio State, um, as we did a few years ago. But uh, so that that that's the thing we really don't know right now is uh, what what the committee is going to think about that uh, and and how much they would be penalized.
0: Yeah, I think that it's an interesting conversation when you get into this because we, we obviously have down the line whether it be next year, whether it be two years from now expansion of the playoff and the way that things would look, but we're not quite there yet and, and the resume comparisons and all those other things. I always find it interesting that, not not that there's necessarily a little bit of a bias for, for the SEC, but it seems like brand names get a little bit more recognition than maybe they should at times. I know that Alabama were ahead of Clemson and obviously Clemson losing to South Carolina and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to Shane Beamer and what he's done the last couple of weeks here in a minute and Florida as well. But to me, Alabama is always going to be of a, of another, I guess, tier. They're, they're going to be another tier up as long as Nick Saban is there, where if you beat Alabama, it means a whole lot more than if uh, TCU were to beat Oklahoma State or TCU were to beat Oklahoma, regardless of where they're at in the rankings because it's Alabama and it's Nick Saban. Is that fair to say that they've, they've been so good for so long? that if you beat Alabama, it means way more than a lot of these other top wins that you could consider teams getting throughout the country?
1: The committee loves Alabama, uh, and I can see the just, justification for that. Um, they And I think they know still that even though uh, um, Alabama lost twice, based on the last play of the game both times, um, that – um, uh, they would be a difficult team to play um, in the playoffs. So that respect, I think, will always be there. Uh, now, obviously, they would be in if we had the expanded playoff, which just, the sooner we can get that, the better. Um, so uh, there, there, there is no doubt how much the committee respects the Tide, yes.
0: Speaking with Brent Beard. Uh, First Coast News and host of the SEC and Helping Podcast. He joins the show now. Um, Florida Gators. It's really interesting to evaluate teams when they're done. Six and six, I I think most people would say, okay, they made a bowl game in Billy Napier's first year coming from a small conference. That's a a good season. But they lose to Vandy, and then they lose to FSU in a close one. late. Is there any, you know, uh, bitterness towards how the season ended that you're gauging from the Florida fan base? Are people... Content and happy with going to a bowl game and how the Gators looked this year.
1: I think the level-headed ones are uh, sure. knowing that it's just going to uh, take a lot of time. I mean that they, yeah. yeah, Georgia, FSU, LSU, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky. I mean v- Vanderbilt was the loss that was inexcusable. Um, they and they had a real chance frankly, except for Georgia, uh, to uh, uh, basically win every one of those games, um, but we're not able to do it, they need to uh, uh, relax and realize Napier's got a plan. He's a really good coach. Uh, Look, if, if he left Florida for some reason, he would be out of a job maybe an hour uh, at, at the most um, Anthony Richardson uh, uh, the, the, they made two real mistakes this year uh, number one is they didn't get anybody else ready besides Anthony Richardson they mm. they should have gotten another uh, uh, quarterback a, a series or two every game uh, whether it was Kidner or Jack Miller Um uh, but I mean, Richard, nine nine of twenty seven against FSU. I, uh, for eleven at some point. Look, that's inexcusable uh, mm, yeah. for a Division one quarterback. The uh, and the other thing they did that was a humi- that uh, really cost them the game was they uh, uh, they 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 had two series in third quarter where they went away from running the ball. And they made a real mistake with doing that. If that does not happen, uh, they very well may have won that game. So that 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 is a uh, so um, still think six and six is a pretty good year. Um, I, you know, I, a lot of look, a lot of Gator fans would have taken six and six mm. at the beginning of the year uh, as compared to. To, to to the way that it ended. So they, they've got the right guy. He doesn't have the right players
0: yet. Do you think Anthony Richardson stays or he goes?
1: No. No, I think he goes. But th- the truth of the matter is he needs to stay, uh, frankly, because, I mean, he's not even a good SEC quarterback yet, much less the NFL. Yeah. But – if someone is willing to, uh, um, to to draft him that that is going to be an issue uh, uh, for him as far as would he stay but i I think I've to some Gator beat writers a little bit earlier and uh, they they felt that he would go and, and frankly for the good of the program that would not hurt because. He's just not much of a quarterback. I mean, there were times where he'd make great throws, but the problem is, Gabe, he could not make normal throws. That—that's the problem. Uh, I mean, it's like the um, uh, at the end of the Vanderbilt game, and the same thing with the end of the uh, fourth down uh, against FSU. I mean, he does. He doesn't even—he doesn't even throw the ball uh, where it can be caught, uh, and you've got to be able to do that. Um, so uh, I know he's a specimen. Know he's got a great arm, but look in the in the SEC, uh, if if you can't be accurate, you, you you can't help your team very much.
0: Yeah, and. I- he didn't even throw a touchdown until the fourth game of the season his completion percentage was 54% i mean that 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 is as bad as it as it almost gets really for that that is not starting quarterback i guess calmar and as you said we know that he's an athlete we know he he's great at eluding pressure we know that he is great at running the football and making plays on his legs but i mean 9 of 27 as you said that's 33% completion he has i'm counting it right here um four games under 50% completion percentage four under 50 and then under 50 or under 60 you, you can even count almost all of them there's one game that he had a completion percentage or two rather over uh 60% so uh, i and by the way to to go off of that real quick do you think jack miller gets that job next year do you think he wins it
1: well uh, well that's a good question or
0: or maybe someone him.
1: else they bring in Okay. Um, or, or uh And look, he didn't throw. But you know, when Kitney got in uh, against uh, Florida State, I thought he did fine. Uh, I I just thought they should have played those guys. And the only upside to this would be if they if they go to whatever bowl they go to. If if Richardson. Uh, if Richardson does not, does um, uh, he doesn't play? That frankly would help Florida to get those other quarterbacks mm-hmm. some help.
0: Yeah, yeah, it absolutely would. Brent Beer joining the show here on ESPN Pensacola. Um, final thing, real quick, to get to South Carolina, I want to talk about this a little bit because Shane Beamer, what he's done these last two weeks is take a fan base that was not necessarily reeling, but they lose to Florida 38-6, to and everybody's on on Marcus Satterfield's tail, who actually now is moving on to, to Nebraska. But they're, they're, they're getting, you know, talked about. Uh, media's criticizing them. And then they come out, they beat Tennessee in dominant fashion, 63 points, the most that Tennessee's ever given up in the poll era. Then they go to Clemson on the road and win that game. I mean, quite the turnaround. Is this something that... They can carry into next year. I mean, I, I think Spencer Rattler is going to stay. I, I would guess, but the way that he finished the year, the way that they played, is, is this something that will carry over to next year? And Shane Beamer can have maybe some more expectations going into next year than than this past season.
1: Uh, uh, well, that's possible. Uh, I mean, they. I mean, look when you can beat Tennessee and Clemson, two teams based on when you played them in the top ten. Uh, that's uh rather impressive. Rattler found himself. He still threw two picks. Yeah. Um uh, but it, it, the um uh they got out rush two thirty seven to, to fifty four which is unusual uh for that to happen. still didn't get much out of Marshawn Lloyd, uh unfortunately, so uh but 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 yeah Marcus Sandersfield was a guy that They, uh, he was kind of the scapegoat for them, um, so that may take a little more pressure off Shane Beamer. I mean, he wasn't in any pressure to be fired, uh, but but Centerfield got the brunt of it uh, at this point too. But yeah, they they did what they had to do. They finished well, and they they have shown improvement in uh, Beamer's last two years.
0: Finished third in the SEC East. One final question for you now is we got the SEC title game coming up on Saturday. Uh, the way LSU looked, if that team shows up against Georgia, it's not even going to be close. Georgia's a 17 and a half point favorite right now. Uh, I- I'm assuming that you're going to be like everybody else and pick Georgia, but how do you think this game goes? I mean, does LSU even have a solitary chance in this one? I mean, yeah, there's a chance, but very, very unlikely that, that, that they were to win this. And if they were to win, I guess, what does the playoff look like? if LSU were to pull this off?
1: They'll play much better than uh, it, it, than they did against a They'll be focused and motivated, which is something they weren't uh, before then, uh, against a and I mean, if they won and beat Georgia, I still think Georgia would go. Uh, Georgia have one loss. Uh, but Georgia just been way too consistent for probably not to go l s u would not go uh at this point they'd just got too many losses uh now if they had beaten a m probably i think they would have gone uh but i mean that would send l s u to uh too near to to a uh to near, to a, uh a, a new year's Six bowl um but and and that would be odd for the SEC champion not to get to uh, a bowl game, uh, to a championship game, or the playoffs, but that would not happen. And see, that's one of the reasons why that these conferences want to do away with divisions uh, is mm-hmm. because, see, if you had uh, that in the SEC, what you would have, what you would have, would be uh, basically Alabama. In, uh, uh, in I, uh, or uh, would be playing. Probably Alabama, Georgia would be playing again. Uh, but they'd have to make a make make a decision about that. But uh, all in all, uh, it's a or at least a debate between Alabama and Tennessee. Let's just say that if they did away with the uh, at the divisions.
0: Do, do you think, okay, so say, let's say it's Georgia 1, it is Michigan 2, it is TCU 3, and USC 4. Do, do you think that those four are pretty solidly in that top four where, say TCU loses to Kansas State. I mean, Kansas State is, they might be a top 10 team come the playoff rankings tomorrow. Is that loss enough to bump them and put in Ohio State or Alabama, or do you think the top four is pretty well solidified and is going to stay that way?
1: No, I don't think anything's done with that yet. Um, I, and again, that—that's the X factor that we just don't know about. This committee is for—is uh, uh, what what they would do. Uh, it, it would be uh, uh, again the bottom line for the playoff is what are the best four teams according to the committee.
0: Certainly an interesting conversation that'll take place tomorrow, and then we'll be able to react to it after uh, we'll, we'll be reacting to the actual rankings the next time that that, that we talk to you, Brent. Uh, again, Brent Beard of First Coast News and uh, co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast. Brent, appreciate the time as always. Glad to think Simon was good. You have a good week and we'll catch up next time.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: Thank you so much. As always, Brent Beard. Pleasure to talk to Brent and, and be able to catch up with him and Uh, after the week hiatus and man there's so many good games this weekend obviously conference championship time playoff implications in many of them we'll talk more about that tomorrow as the rankings are revealed this is sports drive on espn pensacola more after the break